Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate everybody listening. We have two more hours to go. We have a mailbag coming up at 145, so feel free to text some of your questions in, 704-570-9610. A couple that we already have. Would you be sad to see Madden go? There's a story that he put it in the old group uh, Twitter DM. And apparently, if Madden doesn't hit right this year, then you could just lose Madden altogether. So apparently Madden, not nearly as popular as it used to be, but you're not really buying that storyline, right? Like you expect Yeah, them to I mean, they it. say every year, as far as I'm saying, big change is coming. Every year they say they're going to make big changes, and it ends up being much more of the same. But I do keep up, and I've been up on this topic for the last several years. I see several YouTube videos where guys pick Madden apart and talk about all the things that are wrong with it, and I watch the tournaments as well. And you can see uh, that the game just isn't where it should be, man. And, once they got the deal where they monopolized uh, NFL football simulations, man, they just they stopped trying. I, I don't want to go down this topic right now because I have a feeling we would talk 30 minutes about it. But yeah. people loved the ESPN NFL game. Now, I never yeah, played. It. Yeah, people loved ES- the 2K NFL game. Yeah. I never played that, but I just know so many people absolutely loved. You're shaking it. You're shaking your head. Fitty. You didn't like it. It was trash. See, a lot you of you are. <laughs> See, it, was, that- it was it was so bad. <laughs> The, the the gameplay on that game was borderline atrocious. It was awful. And that's why they had several videos online that hailed it as some of the greatest games ever made. Wes. I that's why, hey, that's your opinion, and this is my that's opinion. That's not my opinion. That was other people's you, opinions. You and me, me. That was other people's opinions. Now, it was hard. I had the one with Erlach on the front. I almost broke my TV. Well, so was, again, the Madden version of 2006 when they had QB Vision and Donovan McNabb oh, yeah. was on the, the cover. That was hard as well. That was probably one of the worst rule and, and fundamental changes they made. I do have to ask you, Wes, how much free time do you spend watching YouTube videos? There are so I many do. conversations you start by saying, <laughs> I was watching YouTube. Yeah. I, you are on that. Thing. I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm not going to lie, man. A lot of times I do it um, before I go to bed. Yeah, I'll do that as well. Yeah. Or when I'm at work. And if I'm doing something that doesn't require like right me now? to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, I'm going to watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> but like when I have jobs like editing or when uh-huh. I would log tape and stuff and I didn't have to listen to what I was doing, then I would. I'd go on YouTube and I'd watch my interview. I mean, you basically can watch... So much content. When you talk about podcasts, whether I'm watching I Am Athlete or mm. Knuckleheads or All the Smoke or Breakfast Club interviews or Big Boy. Inter- I mean, there's so much stuff on there you can watch. Yeah, there's so much. I feel like that is the YouTube time. I would love to yeah, see YouTube the screen time. I, I watch YouTube. I got more into it as I've yeah, gone so on. so much stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll watch YouTube a little I bit. I rarely ever watch it on my regular TV. Mm-hmm. When I do consume it, it's either on my phone or on a computer. Is your kid on it like that? Yes. Because... I know my little sister. Yes, I know when he comes to visit or when he not visit when he's with me and I look at my watch history Uh and I know that he's been on it because it's just flooded with car videos. Uh, 704 number. uh, Excuse me. Jack wrote in 
there's not another pro football game out there. We do need NCAA football back, though. So, yes, uh, I think a lot of people can we agree. We need another game. We, we do. We do need that. And then Mike from Mooresville saying, Fitty was also a baby when that ESPN 2K5 came out. <laughs> but no wonder he hated it. <laughs> How old were you in 2005? Were you 10? Not quite. I was, you know, I was nine years old. Nine years old. All right. Yeah, so that's why just, he thought it sucked. You were just getting into the video game circuit. Yeah, but like, I remember I went and I bought it. Like, it was a few years after, because that was the last year the game they ever made, right? Was 2K5 with, with They T. only o. made a couple. That was it. Yeah. I just remember the TO one. That's all I remember. And so I went and bought it just to see what the fuss was about, and I was like, this game sucks. I love It's funny. It's just to me, I don't know why. Maybe it's just funny to me, but nine-year-old Fitty. Well, I just bought it to see what the fuss was about, you know? <laughs> Like, and that's like when they dropped it, the, and that's when they really hurt the game when they came in. And, um, I think they did the $20 game, and they made Madden drop their price in yeah. 2005, and that was a game changer because that was the greatest Madden of all time, in my opinion, 05, and you could get it for $20, $25. Bri- Brian wrote in that Madden 07 is the greatest Madden no. of all time. Madden I, 05 with Ray Lewis on the front. Well, you had the Tony Bruno show. And, about- I mean, it's everybody's opinion, but in my opinion, 05 is the great. All right, well, we're just embracing this conversation now. We're going to get a flood of text messages that tell you Michael Vick cover 04 is the best Madden of all time. There's going to be a million texts in that because so many people, I think, again, not my opinion, but I do think that is yeah. the consensus that the Michael Vick. I see. I don't 04. know that that's the consensus because a lot of people will put the, the Madden 05 with Ray Lewis on the front because that's I, when I they like put the one. defensive playmaker in there to counter the offensive that they have put in the year before with Vick. I did like 05. 05 was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I never ran the ball. I always threw it back in the day. Never ran the ball. Now I only run the ball in video games. I'm boring. That's just how it is. (laughs) But I don't play video games all that much. Uh Are are top-end games still worth like 60? Yeah. Is that where they price out? Oh, some of them cost you more. Is that right? If you get like the special edition ones, they can be like 80. And see, a lot of things that the the people don't like about the games now is the, um, I forget what the term is, but all the money you have to spend now within the game. Like they said on 2K with your creator player for basketball, they said if you want to get your guy to like top notch, you got to spend hundreds of dollars uh, in cyber currency to get your guy popping. People get so into that. I've got plenty of friends Uh that go to work. I, I, there's, there's one of my friends who I'll always ask, you know, or uh, every year there's going to be a weekend where I ask, Hey, do you want to do something? He's like, no, man, I can't 2K comes out. Like, I got to put this work in for a <laughs> yeah, good 48 say, hours. Yeah, and Madden's gotten to be the same, too, man. That, that that in-game currency that you have to spend, which I think is ridiculous. So, a, a multiple texts have said 04 is the best. You've gotten one or two that says 05, but multiple are coming in with Michael Vick saying, yeah, that one was the best. We got an 03 with Marshall Falk on the cover. Oh, now, there were a lot of great Maddens. Sure. Don't get it twisted, especially when they right. had competition. That's when EA had to bring it because you had three to four choices on the market of what to buy. We can talk about this a little bit more during the mailbag segment Um, coming up. Yeah, some people are writing in PS5 games that are 70 now. Mm -hmm. Inflation, baby. $70 video games. That's how it is in my day. I'll I'll tell you the old person moment right now. (laughs) In my day, those video games were worth about $60 when they were topped out. Let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. We got a little bit of an update in the Miles Bridges situation. In the way that we actually heard from Miles Bridges, we have not heard from Miles ever since we had the incident this offseason where Miles was arrested for felony domestic violence and since then had pled no contest, but is on three year probation, has to do a lot of community service over the course of the next 52 weeks. But he was in attendance of last night's Michigan State and Indiana game. Michigan State would win and it was an emotional victory for Michigan State. 
off the heels of the Michigan State shooting that happened on campus. I believe it was not this Monday, but this past Monday, if I'm not mistaken. But they got that big win against Indiana, ranked basketball team. Miles Bridges was in attendance. Apparently, they showed him on the Jumbotron. And the Associated Press, Larry Lage, at 1040 last night, tweeted out, he asked Miles about his NBA status. And Miles said, quote, I might be back in March. He said it's been a long process, but, quote, I might be back in March. Wes, it's February 22nd. Mm -hmm. We are not that far out from March. Here's what I take away from it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think Miles Bridges and Clutch, his agency, have every incentive out there to tell you that things might be sped up here pretty quickly. Now, what I could take from it is that the investigation could be completed, so maybe absolutely nothing is a little too strong. Maybe the investigation is going to be completed. But, Wes, he ain't suiting up this year. He ain't going to be playing basketball this season. What do you take away from this comment? Um, Man, when I saw it, it was very jarring because, again, I didn't expect it to be this soon that we would have some resolution. I thought it would probably come at some point maybe during the playoffs, offseason or something of that. But what do I take from it? I take the fact that I think if he's saying that, now I do like your point as far as Clutch putting it out there, them saying that, so then teams will start to inquire, maybe want to start to get their ducks in order to try to sign him. But I do think there's a little bit of fire to this smoke, but I think it's more along the lines of what you said to where the investigation may be coming to a close and there may be some resolution. So then we can figure out what the parameters will be for a team if they do decide to sign him. Wes, I have no clue on what suspension is going to come his way either. And I was talking about this with Doug on Locked On Hornets. And Doug seems to think that he might not even get a suspension as long as 24 games, which is an example we go to because Jeffrey Taylor on misdemeanor domestic violence pled guilty Mm -hmm. and Jeffrey Taylor was suspended 24 games. So Miles Bridges pled no contest. Mm -hmm. So there is not a formal admission of guilt, but he also was not found guilty. So the NBA has its investigation. I'd kind of liken this to what happened with Deshaun Watson, who legally Deshaun Watson did not serve any jail time right, for the over 20 sexual assault slash uh, sexual misconduct allegations his way. And Deshaun Watson, in an NFL investigation, the NFL found that, you know what, there was enough here to where we are going to suspend you most of the season. Mm -hmm. So despite him being, quote-unquote, free legally, the NFL decided to institute a punishment, and I think the NBA might just do that same thing, even though the offenses are different, I think the NBA might do that same thing here with Miles. And if you look at Kurt Heelan of NBC Sports, who just wrote this in in regards to Miles Bridges saying he might be back in March, he talked about how the NBA is expected to give Miles Bridges a lengthy suspension. Jake Fisher, somebody that we've had on this show now of Yahoo Sports, according to him, there is an expectation that Bridges will serve a, quote, significant suspension when he signs with a team. Significant can mean a bunch of different things, though, right? Like, could it be... 40 games, half a season? Could it be a whole year? We've talked about the anti-drug program, multiple offenses there. We'll keep you out two years. Just ask O.J. Mayo and Tyreek Evans. But he did plead no contest. A little bit unprecedented here, Wes. I'm not even sure what kind of suspension would come Miles' way. Well, I think that's why it will be lengthy because this will be unprecedented. With what we saw, everything, the NBA has to send a message to deter its players from doing something like this in the future. I mean, you don't want guys walking around. It's never okay to hit a woman. Let's not get that twisted. But you don't want guys sitting there saying, oh, well, if he did that and he didn't get much, well, you know, shoot, it's whatever. 
And so with this now, they're going to have to send a message. And, and, and for one, just show that, that you care about women, for one. Just just let it be known for that, that that will not be tolerated by any stretch of the imagination. And so that's why I think it will probably be at least a year. And, and that's the thing that's so interesting. It's like you don't want to say this is career ending, but it's like why would I want to sign a guy that's going to be out for a year once he puts ink to paper? And that that's the interesting part this, about all of this. This is where it gets pretty gross. If that's it, what he gets. It, it's where it gets gross, but it's a conversation we're going to have as yeah. it pertains to his basketball playing career. Now you start to talk about the value. And it, again, this is all under the caveat that it is extremely uncomfortable and it is really gross because of the way that he was arrested for felony domestic violence. We had the photos of Michelle Johnson that were posted uh, legally. He was not found guilty. You can make whatever mind up you want to about that. The NBA is going to do that with regards to their investigation. But now if you're an NBA team, including the Charlotte Hornets, they're going to have to figure out, is it worth bringing in somebody who was a fringe all-star, didn't make it, but flirted with an all-star appearance last year and also is somewhat young, right? A veteran, but still a younger player. Do you want to sign him? And for how much, if you are going to miss 40, 50, a whole season, how many games like that is going to hurt the value that you have. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm not quite sure about the restricted free agency turning into unrestricted free agency. I believe as of now, he's a restricted free agent. Charlotte gets to match whatever contract another team would post to him. But if it if it does get to 2023, there is a certain date, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I do believe that he will hit unrestricted free agency at some point. I just don't think Charlotte is going to want that to happen. We did get the report from Michael Scotto that the Hornets have prioritized retaining Miles Bridges. That wasn't confirmed anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Scotto could have had his sources come from clutch. It would make a lot of sense, in my opinion. I just don't know what to do with this as far as what kind of suspension and when he's going to come back and how he's going to be valued. It's all very hard to figure out. And I, I, I will tell you this. I do think Charlotte brings him back. I do think he eventually plays. I agree with you on that as well, man. Yeah. It's going to be intriguing how this is going to all play out, how the Hornets are going to approach it as far as from a money standpoint, as far as just how everything will go down as far as the suspension he gets. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what goes on with his career. 704-570-9610. You can get involved in the conversation as we talk about Pro Football Focus putting out their list of top 100 players or 101 because JC Horn listed right there, the last player in, uh, that entered this list of the top 101 players in the NFL. Derek Brown also on this list. The question is, will we see Brian Burns enter the conversation? We'll get to all of that in just a moment. It's Weston Walker on Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
We always seem to play this song when I'm wearing black. I have a black t-shirt on again today as Back in Black plays. Are we sure that is the theme, or is he just recycling a song that had played I don't know not what too long is. ago? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Is is there any theme, or did you just decide, you know what, we'll just plug in black, Back in Black and we'll just roll with it again? Tell me, dynamic producer. Uh, no, it's just where I am in my music, because okay. I'm, I'm taking a break from y'all's music and playing more... What I what I want to hear? Can you not mix well, both? It's not your show. Can you just mix in both? <laughs> I mean, I could. I would just choose not. Yeah, how to. about that? Uh, yeah, you could just. I was about to say because I feel like I've heard this. I don't know how many times. I think maybe twice. That's what I'm saying. But we talked about it every time. Yeah. It's been like a month or so since I played this song. Oh no! Then you, you just played it the other day. <laughs> no, that's not true. You just because I said something I had on the black shirt. Because we talked about it. Yeah, I had the black hoodie on the other day, and I. I I'm said sure you about deleted it. the tape, or you're going to delete the tape after this, though, if that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great comeback. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, welcome back to the Weston Walker <laughs> Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Keep those responses coming about the Madden because we want that mailbag to be nice and full. And I know the mailbag will get uh, and the text line will get full off of this next topic. Also hit us up on Twitter, Wes and Walker. Hit that follow button and comment on things about the show. We'd love to, you know, hear what you have to say at 11 o'clock as we're laying on our couches and hanging out scrolling through Twitter. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. So... First off, let me be petty for one minute. You okay. know, Wes, you know you know how I get busy. And we had a discussion yesterday about interior defensive linemen and linebackers and walkers was saying how their value was not, uh, not that high and that you could have a great front seven without having great linebackers. And I'd rather, I'd rather spend... I just wanted to bring to your attention that the second highest franchise tag number besides quarterback is, can you guess where this Offensive is Offensive tackle, probably. It's Linebacker. Not- oh... Are you mm, sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it up there on ESPN and right here. I got it pulled up, buddy. I'm very surprised. 20.9. Look at you being real petty. He got you, yeah, buddy. Real Call petty. Me, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real petty. As soon as uh, I saw it, I wanted to interrupt so, our conversation at that moment to bring that up, but I said I'll wait until the segment where so, it's more fitting. So, look, you're going to be petty, right? And you're going to bring <laughs> up the linebacker spot. Uh-huh. Can we – because wh- one thing I hate, and I've actually hated this even before we started talking about it yesterday, okay. is when we try to bring in, like, edge rushers as linebackers. Uh-huh. So if we're talking OLB mm-hmm. or edge rushers – it's completely different. No, it's not. Okay, well then they fine. have coverage responsibilities okay. as well. I mean, depending very, on the defense that they're in. Very little, but fine. If you are going Very little. Yeah, there's very little coverage responsibilities for edge rushers. How? No, I'm saying if you're talking about a linebacker, if you're a linebacker yes. that is an edge rusher, see, you still got to cover. This is how this is how we get a problem with the debate because clearly when we talk, can we just go inside linebacker? No. Can I? Well, no, that's no. I, yeah, screw it. I'm just going inside. No, linebacker. you can. There's that's, two different types of linebackers. There's okay. A, well, a, what I'm talking about uh-huh. is inside linebacker is the value that I would wait in the draft and not spend as much money. If you want to talk about edge rushers where their primary responsibility is like a Hassan Reddick or a Brian Burns in this new defense, okay. Like, you can have that. You win on that. Cool. Like, I I actually value that extremely high Mm -hmm. if you're talking about their primary responsibility being edge rushers. I totally get that. But if you're going inside linebacker, Uh then that's something that I value less as far as what you want to allocate your resources to. You know, you know, Walker, there's a lot of things in football that remain true. And one of those is you have to build a great defense up the middle, and that is free safety, middle linebacker. 
Okay. And interior defensive line. So I don't know how you can devalue a Mike when they are pretty much the quarterback of the defense and one of the most important parts of a great defense. That's fine. What I'm telling you, and this is where it got misconstrued yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'll take responsibility. Y'all had some loud noises. I got <laughs> off my track. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh-huh. I feel y'all on that, and y'all got me shook a little bit, and then yeah. I was going for different stuff. Uh-huh. But the only point I mean by having less value at the linebacker spot is waiting in the draft mm-hmm. to get some of those inside linebackers just so we don't have and edge misconstrued. And not paying them top dollar. Right. That, that's correct. And so for me... You can't do if that. you value, I'm going to pay a lot more for the defensive linemen, the guys that are interior pass rushers, edge pass rushers. I even like cornerbacks quite a bit. So that's something oh that I would go God. to. A hundred percent. Cornerbacks over, bro, you, your defense starts and ends with a front seven. I don't care who you have at defensive back. If you don't have a strong front seven, it doesn't even matter. Well, and this is what we talked about with Philadelphia, right? Like we ended the show talking about TJ Edwards, who was mm-hmm. an inside linebacker, mm-hmm. no doubt, and had a lot of sacks. Monster. And 156 tackles. hundred percent. You know what he was? Undrafted. Like, okay. excellent fine. No, but that's exactly my point. It's not really about not having Okay, but he's linebackers. an anomaly because there's been a lot of linebackers I can point to in history that were first-rounders that are among the greatest but, players in NFL history. If you want to go to Pro Football Focus right now and then scroll and just, yeah, go ahead and type it up with the ranks. I'm not. I'm oh, just pulling up my nose. Don't oh, no, try to no, be. I'll do it. I'm not saying it. No, what do you mean? You're the one that called <laughs> me buddy earlier. So then when we're going ranks, if uh-huh. you want to look at the top inside linebackers in the game right now, okay. a lot of them are not drafted in the first round. Okay. Like your boy, Fred Warner, drafted in the third round. Okay. You can find Bobby Wagner, one of the best. Now, yes, you can absolutely find good linebackers in the first, of course. But for instance, like if we talk about corners mm-hmm. and you want to use a high draft pick on either one of these positions. Mm-hmm. If you look at the top corners in the league, mm-hmm. like usually if you want a stud at that spot, first round picks, right? Like I don't think you're going to disagree with me with the top corners and you can bring in some other guys as well, but Sauce Gardner, Pat Sertan, Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, Stefan Gilmore, Marlon Humphrey, Trent McDuffie, who just balled out in a couple of those okay. plays in Super Bowl. Those are all first round picks. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about getting the studs, the all pros at that position, more likely, there are going to be outliers, right? You just mentioned anomalies. But more likely, if you look at the recent draft history, it's smarter, in my opinion, if you're going to draft a first-round pick to take a cornerback that could be that stud, and then you can wait at linebacker and still get a stud in the third, fourth round, or in Philadelphia's case, get T.J. Edwards on the undrafted free agency market. That's my point. At inside linebacker. Okay, but you're using one linebacker to try to say that. I just, and we are in a- I just said Fred Warner, third round. And right. Bobby Wagner was second, so you even waited on him. I just gave you three. TJ okay, Edwards. but a second and a third rounder, those are still considered fairly premium draft picks. For sh- Okay, yes, but I'm saying waiting. But then you also say not paying them, though. So you cutting these guys once they're up to be paid. I think it depends on how, like Fred Warner, I'm not going to let that guy go. Like, I, I recognize he's amazing. That dude ran a seam route with C.D. Lamb up the middle. If you got Fred Warner, you pay him. If you got Bobby Wagner, I totally get it. You pay him. But Philadelphia is a defense I'll go with because you paid a lot of pass rushers, man. Like, you're talking about Hassan Reddick coming off of the edge. You're talking about Hargrave. Yeah, but he's you're a t- linebacker. Okay, I'm talking edge rusher. But I'm <laughs> I'm trying to say inside. If you want to argue for the value of outside, I'll give you that. Like, you win that. I'm 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 good on not arguing that. You can win that if you want. But I'm talking about inside linebacker. If you look at the way Philadelphia spent their money, it was on the edge, and it was actually a cornerback too. Like look at what they did with James Bradbury, and look at what they did with Darius Slay. It's what that's what they did. 
at defensive line. Right, but those guys are corner. able to be really good because their front seven is really good, which is led by a really good linebacker. Who, who because you left out sure. the other guy. No, for sure. Who was undrafted? TJ Edwards. But no, I'm, I'm not saying he's not good. I, what What are you okay, they looked into They looked into a undrafted player who became a phenomenal player. Well, There's your one anomaly, but that but, does but not ta- happen often. Okay, but I'm also bringing up your boy, Fred Warner. Why do you keep acting like I'm not bringing him up? Like, you can wait three rounds in. Like, Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the game. We can agree on that. No, but that was a fortunate draft pick for the Niners well, as well. Very rarely do you pick a guy in the third round and becomes the best at his position, arguably. Well, I mean, so that's another linebacker, but, but what I'm telling you is linebacker is different in that regard. Luke Kuechly was a first-round pick. I'm not saying that they weren't outliers, right? Like, And, and yeah, first-round linebackers can absolutely be awesome. There is a better hit rate drafting linebackers later then if you wait at corner, sure, you can find like your Chris Harris's of the world who was a stud for Denver. Like I'm not you can find examples for whatever. But if you want to go with the trend, look at the top cornerbacks in the league. And those guys, a lot of them were first round picks. Linebackers, hell, I, I couldn't even what was it, like one first round pick in the first like ten highest graded guys this year at inside linebacker, something like that. So that that's my only point. That's my only point about inside linebacker. Okay, but that's fine. You got that one. You could say that. I'll let you get that. But I'm saying as far as not paying them, you don't value you don't value them. You feel like you can just find them a dime a dozen and you can't to find a great Mike linebacker, a middle linebacker to find a great Mike is special and they're not easy to find. Sure. And you need that. Uh, Okay, I think you can. But okay, regardless of how good they are. Right. Because where it got misconstrued yesterday and I bit into it, y'all suckers got me. But what I bit into was the fact that you said you can have a great front seven without having a good middle linebacker. And you guys might be right on that. But what I'm telling you is you can have a higher likelihood of finding those middle or inside linebackers a little bit later on in the process. You know, hell, look at how we value Shaq Thompson, right? Like Shaq Thompson was a first round linebacker. And he's also a guy that we wouldn't mind cutting right now, despite decent, you know, playing very well against the run last year. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was like, what, the 24th graded linebacker, according to Pro Football Focus? We see it with our own eyes. Everybody would agree that, at best, he's probably above average. And so if you waited, then you probably get better return on your value. That's the only thing I'm saying. That's that's that's. I would rather spend my money on an interior defensive line, interior pass rush, edge rushers. I like cornerbacks because I like guys that can cover. Now, Carolina went with that strategy and failed miserably because C.J. Henderson is so bad. <laughs> like, they went after the first-round pick and traded a third-round selection. Awful trade because C.J. didn't work out. What but happened like when the they drafted Luke Kuechly at eight? That's, well, that's what I said. Right? I mean, it was a great hit. You can get all, all, bring out all the outliers at first round, like for sure. You got them. I'm not saying they don't exist. I even admitted Luke Kuechly, a first-round pick, was probably the best linebacker of the last decade. Roquan but, Smith. Well, Roquan is way further down, but I like Roquan. He's first round pick. You hit on him. And he's way further down on the PFF grade. If you look at what he, if you look at his grades, but hadn't he been All Pro a couple times? I don't know about a couple, uh, but he's yeah. very good. Yeah, he was. So, okay, first round pick eight. Yeah, you got Devin White. Devin White is not great. So you want to go to great, but he's still regarded as a pretty good linebacker. I mean, Levante David was a second-round pick, the guy that you were pining over signing yesterday. A second-round pick? That's still a high pick. But I'm still waiting. I'm not using first-round picks. That's top 60-something. Now, granted, the they did pay Levante. You're and, waiting one round. You're waiting just 32 two. picks. Uh, okay, but you're waiting one round. Hassan Reddick was a first-round pick. Stop, edge rusher. Goodness he's gracious. not an edge rusher. His bio says LB. Stop trying to move the goalposts. He's the, a linebacker. 
Can you please repeat that? You don't mean that. He's you a linebacker. You don't mean his bio says LB. He's come a on. linebacker. West, yes, come on now. he does specialize in pass rush, but he is West. a linebacker. Who in the world is going to agree that Hassan Reddick is not an edge rusher? Who is going to agree with that? Come on. He's a linebacker. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, you can find, like, I, please don't look through the history of the last 15 years and try, like, because. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at you saying that guys that, you know, you can find you can, whatever and that there's not that many great first round linebackers in that's the NFL not, right now. That's not what I said. What that I said is, is you said. what I said is you can find those guys later in the draft. But you can find any position later in the draft. Not at a high as we haven't had as we, you can with We haven't had necessarily the can't miss first round linebacker that's come around in the last few seasons. We haven't had one. But that's still not to say well, you that it goes in ebbs and flows. Okay. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, with the inside linebacker, mm-hmm. like that at a higher frequency. But yes, there's going to be any outliers, right? right? Like if we're just talking about a frequency rate. Right. But you also made the argument that you can get away with having not that highly valued linebacker. Are we going to get to your list? Are we going to get to your list? I'm just saying. I just wanted to bring it up at the beginning. That's what the show is about. We we go into it. I'm sure that the <laughs> listeners out there are enjoying this. So <laughs> we, we got this from the... Uh, which I'll add in a sprinkle in a little more petty as well. Uh, PFS put out their list of top 100 players from this past season. Now the 25 through one will come tomorrow, which at first when I looked, I was like, well, where's Brian Burns? But that means he's probably more than likely in the top 25. But uh, Derek Brown came in at 46. JC Horn was number one on number 101. And uh, there were 10 linebackers in there, including some pretty good mics. And then there were nine interior defensive linemen because, you know, I tallied that up to be a little uh, petty as well. But what, that Derek Brown, what would you say with that last stat, that Derek Brown was the ninth interior defensive lineman? No, no, no. I said there were nine total interior defensive linemen oh. in the top 70 or in the bottom 75, what they have in there, 10 linebackers. Why is that petty? Uh, just to say there's more linebackers than interior defensive linemen. But it's only oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of mics. Okay. There's a lot of mics in there. I too. didn't even understand why that yeah. was petty. There are a lot of Mike linebackers in there too. So anyway, um, all right. probably drafted later. <laughs> so what do we feel about Derek Brown being at 46, J.C. Horn being at number 101? Well, look, I, I think if we want to just focus on Derek Brown with the amount of time that we have, like, yeah, we talked through this one. We uh, chewed this up. We, we might did. have to come back. Well, with Derek Brown. The guy had an awesome year. Mm-hmm. And so it depends on what you think about Derek Brown. Do you view the glass half full to where his best football is ahead of him mm-hmm. by only playing his third year and then having that breakout season? Or do you view this as an outlier and think that he's going to regress back to what he was in his first two years? I am not one that thinks that. I think that Derek Brown, and I thought that Derek Brown was going to be someone. Yeah, that's a scary thought. If he regresses back to, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, big man, you get that a lot with D tackles. They get that money, they get satisfied. Well, and the good news is he's not going to get the money yet. You know, so if you if you subscribe to that theory, he's not going to get it this offseason. What they're going to do, probably, what they're definitely going to give Brian Burns that extension. They'll wait another year, and then they'll give Derek Brown that extension. Now, I mean, I guess they could, but I would imagine the way that you operate the cap is by waiting an extra season and then giving him that because Derek Brown came in a year later than Brian Burns did. So you don't have to pay him yet. It's just whatever you view him as, right? I think Derek Brown, great against the run. And I think Ajero Avero is smart enough to not force players mm-hmm. to play to his scheme. And even and I think with him already being a multiple front guy, I think he can utilize Derek Brown and bring the best out of him. But I, I believe in Derek Brown. I love what he did this past season. Yeah, I think uh, you know, he had a really good season. He shed weight coming into the year, just worried about, you know, if the contract year brought that on. But 
We're up against the break, but we're going to go to Fitty for his second Fitty Flash. Fitty, go ahead and flash this really quick. A potential rebuild is underway in Tennessee as they have re- they're going to release Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, and Randy Bullock today. Mm. Of course, the most noteworthy guy is Lewan, a guy who's been a former All-Pro at his position, a guy who's battled injury after injury. Remember, they fired their GM, John Robinson, because he was a dumbass and traded away A.J. Brown for <laughs> literally nothing on draft day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this could be a, a, a changing of the guard in that AFC South, which is up for grabs. Heading into this year, even though Jacksonville did come back and win that division after the Titans lost five straight games to finish the season. Do we like some of those players for Carolina? I know Taylor Lewan was kind of interesting, maybe in a different time for Carolina to try to get some tackle help, yeah. uh, health. But now you have Iki Aquanu and you also have Taylor Moten on the opposite side. I wonder if there's anybody interesting there for Carolina to go after. But um, also interesting to see some of those pillars. It feels like Lewan has seemed to have played for the Titans forever. Yeah, I mean... It's going to be a lot of guys that have come out that could be fits for what the Panthers want to do with the guys that you just said. I don't really see that. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a lot of teams making a lot of changes as there is every year. When we come back, we're going to hit the mailbag. We're going to have some man talk. So get those texts in there. It's the Weston Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Should I, should I tell the people... What our boss just told Wes yeah, Bryant. To, yeah, we might want to keep that one in the archives. <laughs> archives is in don't relay it to the public or do relay it don't. to the public. <laughs> nah, I don't care. You can say it. Well, we got some gifts. Jeff came in. A little merch. Told us that he was going to give us some presents. And then, sure enough, we got three different shirts out here. We got a, I believe, Radio 1, WFNZ, and uh, another WFNZ t-shirt. A couple polos in there. Should I dunk in it? And represent WFNZ, or is that going to do more harm to the station if I <laughs> tear my ACL? And yeah, have I don't that? know. I mean, you could. You got to sweat it up, though. So I don't know if you want to sweat up the new tee already. See, I did bring out shorts, by the way, today, because it's going to be 75 degrees, and I might be partic- participating in athletic events or what could be called athletic events mm-hmm. later. Are y'all ready to bring out? I mean, Fitty is always ready to bring out the shorts. He's wearing them now. You kind of wear them throughout winter as well. Like, you'll wear shorts all year round. I think I told you guys, and I, I, and Wes commented this one day, I only wear pants to work if I'm out of shorts. Mm. And so I was wearing them a few weeks ago, and Wes was like, oh, you must not have done your laundry. And I was like, nope. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a short wear all year round. The only time I wear pants 
is to church. Even to church, I wear shorts most days. Wes, are you ever going to wear? I don't think I've ever seen you in shorts. Now, I do shorts like in the summer when it, or in the spring when it really starts to warm up for good. I don't do that back and forth. You don't? Okay, yeah. Once, once because you've put the shorts at the back end of the closet at yes, this point. And then once, sure. once, once it's time and yeah. once it's going to be consistent, yeah. it might just be consistent. It's, isn't it going to be pretty warm the rest of this week? Or am I wrong on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, like Friday. It's going to be in the 80s like, on Thursday, but then it's going to dip back down. Okay. Like 50, then it's like 70 on Sunday. Can I tell you what Wes was doing to me in the parking lot, by the way, yesterday? Um, Sure. I'm a so, little scared after what yeah, he said well, to Jeff. but So I come, uh, I'm <laughs> leaving work and I, I couldn't, because I've got bad eyes. I couldn't tell it was Wes. But so yeah, I'm, I'm walking, and I'm on the phone with my mom, and all I see is Wes just doing the Aaron Rodgers, like, crotch chop. Actually, like, wait a minute. Hold on. Before over, you go further. What is going on? And over, <laughs> and over again. Before you go further, let's not be disrespectful. That is not Aaron Rodgers' celebration. That is DX from WWF, buddy. And Ooh. for the people out there at the WWF, huh? exactly. For the people out there that know, they know DX, one of the greatest clicks <laughs> in wrestling history. But let's get to this man talk, man. Let's get to this mailbag. So he, he did not want any of that conversation lasting any longer. And so. <laughs> no, but DX, fine. though. Okay. Um, DX, though. And people will know what I was doing when I say that. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing, man. I was all kinds of confused. That, that's fine. You can text us. It, it's the mailbag. So you can write in whatever question, and at our discretion, we get to ask that on the air and then answer said question on the air. Feel free to text us. Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Ask any question you want. You wanted to get to more Madden talk. Yeah. And so, you know, with Madden, what is your favorite version? What is the final one? Is it 05? It's 05, no doubt about it. And you would be sad to see Madden go, right? Um, I do enjoy watching the tournaments. I, I think it's funny that they're saying that because there's no way that's gonna, it's going to be the last one. It makes too much money. It's been one of the top-selling games year in and year out. I think they're tired of a lot of the bad publicity because, like I said, there are multiple uh, YouTube users with huge followings that rip this game. There are threads. There are all types of things about it. They talk about the glitches. They talk about the gameplay. Uh, you know, just the lack of true football gameplay. And every year they come out and say, we're going to make these huge changes. And it's more of the same as wash, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe for one second this is going to be a make or break year. They're just trying to do that to, to get the interest up in Madden. Um, but there's no way. They make too much money, and this is one of the top three to four games every single year as far as sales. No way they're going to stop making mad. Carolina Dave wrote in, Wes, N-W-O, did the crotch chop first. I have no clue what that means, but I thought you might. Nah, I man, you guys, what the hell were y'all watching, man? You don't know wrestling. what the New World Order with Hulk Hogan and Scott Hall and them? Come I know on, Hulk Hogan. No, I don't like Come watching on, script man. bad acting. Come on, man. I know Hulk Hogan. Does that count? It counts a little. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Stanford P wrote in a couple of good questions. The first one is, if y'all had to listen to one musical artist for the rest of time, who would it be? I actually Ooh. have it's It's really hard, but I actually think I have an answer at the top of my head. Okay. I'm going to go Jay-Z. Just something that encompasses a lot. I'm going with Jay-Z as the guy that I could listen to, I think, for the rest of time and be okay. If I had to choose just one. But it's still pretty hard. Do you have anybody that's at the top of the dome, Wes? Fiddy, feel free if you got somebody. It's a, it's, I'm trying to debate here. It's, it's either between Rick Ross, Future, or Outkast. 
I'm going to go with Rick Ross. Rick Ross, number, okay. There you go. Anybody, Fitty, that comes to mind for you? Hart? I know you talk about Hart all the time. Hank Williams, Jr. There you go. Um, trying to look at a couple of these other questions. Stanford P also wrote in, what is y'all's favorite Air Max year? I don't I know changed that like the that. game. Sorry. Okay, game. I figured that that is your favorite. Okay, so what is your <laughs> what is your favorite Air Max year? The shoe that I don't have out. one. I've never had a pair of Air Maxes unless they were basketball shoes, but I never had a pair of runner Air Maxes. Really? Yeah. I've kind of looked at them a little bit more as my shoe game gets I've been eyeing 95s because especially with Nike having sales, I've been eyeing 95. Well, is it because the game says that? Part of it, but I like <laughs> yes. but I like the silhouette of that the most. Uh-huh. Um okay, here's just one about the Carolina Panthers. Do you think we can fully transition to a 3-4 defense in one year or is it going to take a couple years to get all the right personnel? Wes, you can answer this one, this question from Carolina Mike. Uh it's probably going to take maybe two seasons. It just depends. Like I said, the key components, you have to get that big nasty nose guard in the middle. You're going to have to get some more linebackers, some better linebackers, especially in that middle. Um, so, I mean, it can be done because the secondary, you don't necessarily have to tweak, but you're going to have to go and uh, upgrade that linebacking core and then find your big nasty nose guard and another five technique defensive end. NASCAR Brad writes in, what is the best pizza in Charlotte? Asking for myself, trying to take out a girl on Saturday. One, big ups to you, NASCAR Brad. Yeah. Hopefully everything goes well. Fitty has an answer at straight immediately. What's the best pizza in Charlotte, Fitty? Basante. You said no question yes, here, too. Not yet, no question. The best ne- pizza in Charlotte. Never wow. had it. Never had Basante pizza. Yeah, I can't really answer outside of a lot of chain places, but I know one of my favorites in a cool date place is Mellow Mushroom. I like Mellow Mushroom. Mushroom. Yeah, it's a chain, but yeah, like I've, I'm cool with Mellow it's Mushroom. Local, it's local, though. No, yeah. Because it very, started in what, boom? It's got a mellow atmosphere. Uh, Carolina Mike <laughs> also wrote Basante's. So is it Basante? I'm going to have to try Basante's. this place. Where is it? Do you know where it is, Fitty? Uh, I've always just had it delivered, so it's, it's not it's not far though. They've got great, they're, they've got good pizza, and they've got the best wings you're ever gonna. I gotta have. try Open Kitchen though, because we were supposed to go there this week, but Bryce went out of town, so we you were know, supposed to do it. This man, week. it's it's unfortunate for me because I do like pizza a lot, mm-hmm. but I have not tried out a lot of pizza places in Charlotte because yeah. my girlfriend doesn't love pizza like that. What? Well, and plus she's lactose intolerant, so what? she's not really trying to mess up the stomach like that. That's that's gonna be a deal breaker. You're breaking up with your girl. Yeah, medicine she could take, though, if she goes. Well, she does, but she also tries to be a little bit better about it. Like, she's not trying to get too crazy out here. Gotcha. So, yes, we've got a couple of other people writing in. Big Germ wrote in Marco's Pizza. Uh, Benny's. Hey, Benny's and Noda. Those are the ones with the slices that are monstrous. Mm, the Just New York style. Huge slices of pizza like, there. I feel like if you had one you? New York style, you had them all. Of pizza. They're good, but I feel like you had one, you had them all. Um, somebody, uh, I think somebody agrees with you. Oh, Sal's is what I hear most often, to be honest with you. Uh, like when people write in Sal's, I th- that's the one that I feel like is the consensus or the one that I hear. It's probably going to be a New York slice that tastes like all the others. Oh, so you don't oh. like New York No, I do. They're really good. Don't. Okay. This, again, is something people will hear what they want to hear. I'm just asking. They're, no, not you, but just people. They're all good people. They are all good, but they all taste the same. If you had one New oh, York slice, don't. you've had them all. Yes, they do. They all taste the same. They all taste the same. That's the highest pitch. Right. Fitties ever reached. Yeah, they all, if you've had one, you've had them all. <laughs> I ain't never had a New York slice. They're all really good. Oh. Like, that's the part that I want to get out. I, They're all really good. But I've never had one and was like, whoa, this is oh. so much better than the other ones I've had. Uh, Giacomo's in, in university area is fantastic. Yes, it's just, I've had that. Yeah, I, I am actually about to throw up because of how much <laughs> I wanted to laugh. I mean, Fitties, I... 
there have been many things Fiddy has disagreed with and gotten right. angry at. I have never heard his voice yeah. get that high before. Yeah. He got really mad at you. Yeah. That's okay. Let's talk about it on the other side of the yeah. break. Plus, we do have a guest joining us as well. We will take our visit to the mound, our weekly one, maybe a little bit more frequent than that as the season goes on. One of the voices of Madden. That's right. Yes, Brandon Gauden, new Braves play-by-play announcer on Valley Sports South. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. I'm going to join NASCAR Brad and asking Fitty, what the hell was that? It's all on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.